It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Well, good morning to you, race fans, and welcome to the Front Stretch. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today and do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. What kind of racing? Indoor. Well, I like that white knuckle part. Oh, the white knuckle racing. I wrote that as a line for those guys. <laughs> I literally, what's this year, 2020? Uh, probably been somewhere around 2004 or five. I mean, it was just shortly after they opened, and I went over there and raced for a first time, and I remember staring at my knuckles as they were turning pitch white because I was gripping that steering wheel so hard as it was ripping around the cart, the, the course. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the term ripping around the course. Is pitch white, is that an Iowa thing? <laughs> All white knuckles. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Next to what could soon be the closed AMC 17 theaters just across the street from Quaker Steak and Lube, our good friends over at Quaker Steak and Lube. By the way, the Can Anybody Beat Anthony Clark Slick Track Series kicks back off January 5th. That's a Tuesday night. And I did get confirmation from Buddy that is a correct date. Can, can they beat him racing or in drama? Either one you could beat him at would work. <laughs> he will do the best. I realize there's... It, could you guys hear like an echo when it's coming back? Okay. It must just be my headphones because I got it wired a certain way. But anyways... Empty um, space. Yeah, it's echoing between my ears. <laughs> The Slick Track Series, Joe's Karting Slick Track Series, presented by Dirt Track Bank, is uh, kicking back off January 5th. You don't have to have been to any races yet. Now, you're going to miss out on a lot of the contingency prizes, because Buddy's got a pretty good pool of contingency prizes available for those that attend 75% of the races. I unfortunately, thanks to Cornhole, have fallen out of that bracket, but I think I'm still in front of R.J. Moss in the points, so I'm okay. <laughs> as might. long as I could stay in front of R.J. Moss, the shirtless wonder himself. How you I'll doing be okay. on, the, uh, on the rookie standings? Uh, I think I lost that too. I think A.J. Oaks, R.J. Moss, like they're all going to eventually surpass you mean real me. race car drivers beat you? Yes, very much so. Uh, we're down at Quaker Steak and Lube on Monday, December 21st, recording a bunch of interviews with the Shelby County Speedway track champions, and then a couple of extras. It's going to be a busy pack night. If you want to uh, come down and attend one of these, they're free to attend, as we have now gathered a crowd between our two best listeners, Anthony Ainsley and, and Nancy. Yeah, I bought my Sharpie. Thank you. Okay, good. Yeah, because we got, we actually, did we do autographs last time? Or no, it was we just had to pictures. Do pictures, though. He asked, he said, you want to, I said, you don't want my autograph. I'm just going to, I'm just going to degrade that lanyard. You don't want my autograph. Anyways. We'll try not to break your camera. <laughs> so get on down to uh, Quaker Steak and Lube, by the way, oh, over the next shit. couple of weeks. And until December 31st is your opportunity to get a $25 gift card. And when you buy a $25 gift card at Quaker Steak and Lube, you're going to get $10 for yourself. Now, I've seen this go around to a lot of different places. A lot of my clients with my radio workers doing it, my radio advertising uh, clients are doing it, a lot of local businesses are doing it, but they're doing 25, get five. Quaker Steak is literally the best deal I've heard in all of Omaha and Council Bluffs. 25, get 10 for yourself. Yeah, I, I've actually seen a couple others, but, you know, Quaker Steak kind of invented it, I think. Mm -hmm. 
It's a great deal, and you can take advantage of it now until January, excuse me, now until December 31st. You can get down to Quaker Steak and Lube. Listen, we know you're going to come out, whether it's going to be what's left of the bike nights on Wednesday nights, the all-you-can-eat wings on Tuesdays, the classic car shows on Thursdays, and the occasional cornhole show, uh, the cornhole tournament. You know you're going to be at a Quaker Steak and Lube, so just go down to Quaker Steak and Lube, get yourself a $25 gift card. Listen, you don't have to give that gift card to anybody else. You don't you have to can, give the 25 to anybody else. You could keep the $25 gift card for yourself, and you're still going to get a $10 gift card as a thank you from Quaker Steak and Lube. And according to my math, that's $35 to spend at Quaker Steak and Lube. That'd cover your bar tab most that, nights. Well, most nights, not all of them. Not all of them. I'm thinking there was one, I think there was one homestead party. My, my bar tab was $278. Sarah literally goes, How did you spend that much money at Quaker Steak and Lube? I said, <gasps> It was one drink at a time. I got it done. All right. Uh, once again, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start today's show with some sad news as we've had another local legend in the area pass away. Uh, Glenn Roby, who has uh, been a good contributor to the show, a great guy, and, and a, uh, well, I mean, no other better way of saying it, but an absolute legend in the community. Ambassador for the sport. Absolutely. One of the best. And Owns an amazing restaurant up in the uh, hills in North Omaha, the Alpine Inn. Uh, I love frequenting that place with the scenery and, and the roasted chicken is fantastic. But uh, Glenn Roby ended up passing away at just shy of 90, right? Yeah, he's about five months away from 90. I had led one hell of a life. And I, I believe, we. so as a, as a tribute to Glenn, we're going to change things up just a little bit in turns three and four where uh, we're going to play an interview with the Shelby County Speedway track champion in turn two, and then we're going to play our Legends of the Dirt Series interview we did with Glenn in turns three and four. And I apologize, when we sat down and started recording tonight, I hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to it, but I'm trying to remember, I think Glenn raced at Blue Heron and Playland Speedway, and he won the first A feature at Sunset, right? He won the first two A features at Sunset Speedway. No kidding, back to back. 1957. And then he competed in the final A feature at Sunset Speedway. Correct. And that's, I mean, that alone, when he was telling us that, what was almost two years ago, he was telling us that, gosh, almost two years ago to the date, we, we recorded that a couple of days before December 24th is when it aired in 2017, but hey, wait a minute, that's three years ago, now that I think about it. Iowa there, math. Yeah, my math has failed me all of a sudden. I could do the gift card math, I can't do the year math, but anyways, uh, I mean, for the fact that he was able to win the first day feature at Sunset is, is a really proud moment for him and his entire family, and, and something that's going to go down the record books. But the fact that he was still able to make an A feature on the final race at Sunset Speedway, that just goes to show you that that old boy can race. Oh, yeah. He was serious about it. And an incredibly nice guy. I, that's one of the biggest takeaways. I obviously didn't get to see him race in his prime, which, to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure when that ended because the guy raced up until he was in his mid-'80s. Uh, not quite mid-'80s, but early-'80s. Yeah. And he was still competitive, and the fact that he could still make an A feature at a place like Sunset Speedway when 24 started the feature? And then he was, uh, after that, after he basically hung up his helmet, he uh, kept a car and had several different drivers in that car. And uh, I'm thinking in 2018, I think, was the last time the eight ball made victory lane. And I assume that would be with Corey Dumpert? I think no, Corey I, raced I believe it, it was uh, Jake Neal. Jake Neal? Yeah, I believe Oh, Jake, Jake Neal, Neal raced it. Okay, okay. And by the way, speaking of Jake Neal, this is something that unfortunately, because we air on Sundays, is not going to be 
conducive for uh, for the show, but Jake Neal and Jacob West put together a Glen Roby memorial race that raced Saturday night, last night, at Eldora Speedway. It's a 100-lap race, and you could have enjoyed that on iRacing. Obviously, iRacing has taken off and becoming a big deal, and so they're, they're paying tribute the best way they can in, a, in, in the, uh, the off-season with an iRacing race at Eldora Speedway and, and a really cool tribute to those guys. And it's, uh, I don't want to say it's fitting, but just hopefully this will kind of end the bad news along with us. This is our last show of 2020. Yeah. So we get to turn the corner and crack that 21 open. Let's see what 2020 does now that they're old enough to drink. I hate to... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> all right, and I got one more to send out. A good friend of mine and a contributor to the show, and he's got his own racing podcast. Uh, James Rowland lost his grandpa earlier this week. I believe he passed away on Saturday. Uh, Dale Sims passed away, and, and I, I bring that up because uh, James is a good good friend of mine and, and a, a big contributor to the racing community, but also because everyone knows that Alzheimer's is something that's very close to me, and uh, James's grandfather passed away because of Alzheimer's. So uh, James and I were talking on Saturday, might have been Friday afternoon, about uh, joining forces and trying to find a way to help raise more money for Alzheimer's because as many meetings as I sit in, we seem to be just inches away from finding a cure for this terrible disease. And, and I want to be the last person to, to raise as much money as possible to help push that over the edge and we can finally find a cure for this disease. But I wanted to send out a, a rest in peace to obviously Glenn Roby, who is a legend in the community, and then a personal one to James's grandfather, Dale Sims, who passed away on Saturday from uh, Alzheimer's too. So everybody keep those... Uh Two racing families in your prayers. Thank you very much. Today's show, uh, turn one, is going to be pretty quick. We've got a couple of news and notes, but not a lot to talk about. And then in turn number two, we're going to sit down with Evan Harabic, who is the Sport Compact Track Champion at Shelby County Speedway. Excited to have Evan on the show. Good guy. I've got to talk to him several times in the pits at I-80 Speedway and at the Tiny Lund and, and various racetracks around the area, but we've never gotten him on the show. So that's going to happen, and that, that streak is going to end in turn number two as Evan's going to talk to us about his track championship at Shelby County Speedway in turn two. Then in turns three and four, we're going to come back and we're going to play an interview from 2017. One of the, would not have been the last interview in 2017, but it was Glenn Roby's Legends of the Dirt Series interview that coincidentally we did right here at Quaker Steak and Lube. And uh, what a fun night of recording, and it was so nice to have Glenn on the show. He sat down and talked with us in turns two, uh, three, and four about his, uh, his career and, and thoughts and all that kind of fun stuff, and, and uh, just a great interview. So uh, we can't wait for everyone to hear that again in turns three and four. It just seems to be a bad news bears kind of a show. Um, earlier this week, uh, getting into the NASCAR news and notes, uh, Sherry Pollux, who is uh, Martin Truex Jr.'s longtime girlfriend, announced via Twitter that her cancer had returned. Good news is that she tweeted again on Friday night that her surgery was successful and they had removed three visible tumors. Unfortunately, the type of cancer that she has, once you beat it, it just hangs tight and it comes back again. So this is going to be an ongoing struggle for her, but hopefully she's able to continue to beat this back and eventually they'll be able to find a cure for her type of cancer. But good news there is that the doctors were able to remove three visible tumors. I believe according to her previous post, if that surgery was successful, she would go back through another round of chemo treatment and got a, a hopes and, and prayers are on the side of, of Sherry that they're able to beat back that terrible disease once again. Dirk, we got some good news. Are you ready? For good news? Yes. Always. Okay. NBM Motorsports announces their plans to make it a return at the Daytona 500. 
Carl Long, along with Timmy Hill and Chad Fincham, will attempt to make the Daytona 500. Both drivers will also be in the Xfinity Series race, along with Stefan Leak. So good to see MBM Motorsports back. They took a break for a, little, for a year, a season or two, didn't they? I don't think they did any racing last year, but I think they were around in, uh, in 19. I don't think they raced in 20. So good news there. We're seeing more cars uh, returning to, uh, to the, uh, the NASCAR circuit, whether it be the Cup Series, Xfinity Series, or by the way, which I have finally figured out is the Camping World Truck Series. That took me far too long. Chase Elliott <laughs> plans, I know. Chase Elliott plans to compete in the Rolex 24. Anybody want to take odds on him winning that race? He seems to be winning just about everything else. Well, but he's got to run it with like three other guys, so he doesn't get to win it by himself. So. And for NASCAR haters, this is food for thought, something for you guys to get to complain about. NASCAR is still considering moving the car numbers either farther back, closer to the rear wheel, or actually behind the rear wheel on the rear fender as uh, they continue to try to jostle things around and give more exposure to the the, uh, the primary sponsors. I personally like the idea of moving the car number. I don't think it needs to be centered right there in the center, but I want to see a uniformed version. If all the cars move it back, then all the cars move it back, but if only half the field does that for sponsors, no. then it's going to get confusing and difficult. NASCAR tells you where the number's going right. to go. There ain't going to be cars with numbers in different spots. If they put them behind the rear wheel, every car will be there. So that's, uh, I like that a lot. And just a little bit of a side note commentary. I can't believe the number of people that are upset about the lug nut. And I literally say the lug nut because now in 20, are they doing it in 2021 or 2022? 22. With, with the switch to the next gen car, they're going from the five lug nut to the single lug nut. And every time NASCAR posts a picture about it or some sort of thing about it, it's three or 4,000 comments of, well, I'm never going to watch racing again. And, and again, I think... If you're worried that much about a single lug nut, you're not watching for the right reason. <laughs> I mean, it was like everybody said, well, I quit, I quit when Dale Jr. quit racing. I'm done watching. Well, well you can be, find enjoyment in another driver. It'll you, be very interesting if they don't get that nut tight. It, well, well, yes, it, that's going to be very painful if they don't. And, and the good news is we're going to quit with these $10,000 loose lug nut penalties, right? <clears throat> or it's going to be a, your car was destroyed going into turn two, <laughs> coming out of turn two, lug nut penalty. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back turn number two, and we're going to sit down with Evan Harabic, Sport Compact Track Champion. No, we're going to sit, we're, according to the people on the radio. Oh. There you go. So in turn number two, we're going to sit down with Sport Compact Track Champion Evan Harabic from Shelby County Speedway. Picked up the big title. We're going to talk to him more about that. We're going to be back here on the front stretch. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 